1: And we're back yes we are what's going on everybody it's your boy ray i'm with my boy connor welcome to dear pat's nation podcast and our boy tyson over at masterwork sends his regrets he's not going to be able to make it today uh always sucks when he uh can't but you know what It is what it is, and uh, we'll have him on next week. Make sure you guys go check out his new podcast called Patriot Succession. Succession. He has it over on his YouTube page. I'm a big fan of his first episode. I was really going to hopefully give him a chance to really push it tonight, but uh, he was out there talking about the whole Robert Kraft draft, you know, comments and the Brady comments and the pressure on Belichick. And make sure you go check that out. And he did like us and took some audience conversation really really good show make sure you go check that out over at master at work here on youtube uh before we go any further i want to remind everybody to check out our patreon page over at patreon.com slash dpn sports where sunday through thursday connor and i do an exclusive podcast only for Patreon members. You'll get that every single night of the week on Sunday. Well, every single night, Sunday through Thursday, and every two weeks, we do an exclusive live stream only for Patreon members. You can hang out in the chat like our normal podcast, or you can come right on screen with us and talk. Two weeks ago, three weeks ago now, I guess, we had guys on. We had nine people on chatting with us, and Connor and I just sat back, let everybody talk, jumped in periodically. We will be on this Friday at 8.30 p.m. Eastern time and next Friday at 8.30 p.m p.m eastern time because we took good friday off so we want to make it up for everybody so we're doing two straight weeks and before we start i want to remind everybody to go check out our merch shop over at teesprings.com slash store slash dpn and make sure you get your ray no source t-shirt it is a fine looking t-shirt you can also pick up some other deer patch nation goods just stay away from that connor no source t-shirt oh get that ray no source anything you want to pitch connor
0: I have a, I have a no-source t-shirt out there with a picture of me from third grade. Just remember one day that that shirt is going to be worth a lot of money, so get it now while you can.
1: Well, you can make the decision whether you want a shirt of Connor from gra- from third grade or Ray from third grade. So they're out there. Uh, just so everybody knows, I have pulled into a tie with Connor now, so we are back tied wow. on our on our stuff and just in case you guys want to see and hear about it uh why don't we just take whatever 15 seconds and learn a little bit more about the Deer pats nation merch shop port Deer pats nation in style by gearing yourself up with some dpn merchandise over at teesprings.com slash stores slash dpn we have left the link in the description of this youtube video and on the podcast Chevy's done such a good job with the merch and the intros oh, yeah. and all that stuff, and he just sent me. I have to download it. He's like, I, I. He said he fixed the intro. Uh, I laughed and said I didn't realize anything was wrong with it. <laughs> That's. What I was just gonna say, I'm like, hey, there wasn't anything wrong with it, in my opinion. But uh, we went there, and he's offered to run our Facebook page, which I'll probably be taking him up on in the next uh, nice. couple of weeks once we figure that piece out but uh chevy chevy on productions see him over on youtube too he does uh some breakdowns of things chevy on productions uh go check him out uh connor we've done four minutes of nothing perhaps we should maybe talk a little bit of new england patriots now i think that's why the people are here yeah for the most part i think they just like to come see our faces uh yeah well my face you can't see your face at all <laughs> <laughs> and for those it's of you little. listening for those of you listening on the podcast connor moved his microphone that's one of our biggest things that we get from people is you not showing your face my face
0: you can see my face i just my microphone doesn't have a good setup here i'm i'm cramped in
1: it's all good uh so yesterday we talked a little bit about robert Kraft and you know the whole we need to draft better and we need to have a new plan. And I think I'm seeing a new plan and you and I did a big extensive conversation on it. And then today we heard, I think it was Albert Breer who reported it, that Bill Belichick is taking a different approach to the draft this season. And more in particular, he's being more collaborative with his staff, which tells me that in the past it was uh, the Bill Belichick show. It seems like Bill Belichick made the final calls. We've heard, Things in the past, especially since Brady left, you know, it seemed like every reporter on the market wanted to air some dirty laundry about the New England Patriots. And one thing we heard was scouts were basically hitting the deck because they did not want to stay in New England because they didn't feel like they were being listened to. We learned, I can't remember if it was during the season or after the season or at some point when the playoffs were on and the season was over for the Patriots. We learned that. The reason Nikhil Harry was drafted third, second overall by the New England Patriots was because he aced the interview. Right. Whereas some of the other receivers who have already shown they're going to have fantastic careers were passed on because of pedigree or passed on because of the way they interviewed, I guess. Right. Now, I always find that one funny because I think it was Rob Gronkowski that when the story was told, he fell asleep during his, his interview at Gillette Stadium? Right, yeah. He went on the floor and took a nap during it. Could you imagine if Gronk wasn't drafted by New England and drafted somewhere else and we found out that the reason he wasn't drafted by the Patriots was because of he didn't do well in his interview? <laughs> uh, we would still be hearing about that to this day, despite the fact that it was, what, a decade ago? Yeah, because we normally hear the, we could have had DK or we could have had Chubb, but... Yeah. Now we'd be here and we could have had Gronk. Well, the good news is we had Gronk regardless of his interview.
0: Yep. Regardless of that, we had probably the greatest tight end in the history of the
1: uh, NFL. I think it worked out pretty well. Yeah, I would say so. So what do you think about Bill Belichick collaborating, that's a good word, collaborating and working closer with his staff this year? Obviously, he's sent Josh McDaniels on his own to go scout quarterbacks. I think he was out seeing Kyle Trask by himself. They both went and saw Mac Jones in person. One of their top scouts went over to Ohio State to see Justin Fields. We know that they had scouts at Trevor Lawrence's Pro Day even though the Patriots have no chance of getting Trevor Lawrence and they know they don't have a chance, as I've said in the in the past, I believe that Trevor Lawrence sets the bar for the Patriots and they're comparing every other quarterback to him. Yeah. So what do you think about this new approach by Belichick? I think it's great. I think it's
0: good. I think it's probably overdue as much as I've trusted Belichick. But like we've we've said, or what at least what we've heard is For the most part, he didn't really pay that close attention to the scouts. He kind of did whatever it was that he wanted to do regardless. But the scouts do that job for a very specific reason, because they're very good at scouting talent and deciding who should probably be drafted. So I know, obviously, we keep harping on the Nikhil Harry one, but there have been other ones where they could have drafted so-and-so. And who knows if behind the scenes, the scouts were telling Bill hey, look at A.J. Brown, hey, look at Nick Chubb, look at this guy, and then Bill kind of still did his own thing and said, yeah, yeah, that's great, let's still draft whoever it is that I want. So I think it's a good thing that he's going to kind of listen to everybody and be more collaborative going forward. I, I think it can only help the team.
1: Now, even away from just being collaborative, the other piece about it too is the way Bill Belichick has drafted in the past, at least the way it's been explained to us by the media, is that Bill Belichick drafts based on the the player in particular doing like one thing really well? Like this guy is right. really good at rushing on the right side. This guy is really good at jump balls. This you know, those one specific things rather than looking at the overall talent of the player. And one thing that Lawrence on Patriots outsider always tells me is, is the first two rounds has to be the best available player or best player available, whatever way you want to do a BPA. He calls it best player available, obviously at the position you're trying to draft. So let's say the Patriots don't draft up and they're at number 15 and they look at their needs. Offensive line is a need, maybe not for 2021, but for 2022, Trent Brown will be a free agent. They're probably not going to use the fifth round or the fifth-year option on Isaiah Wynn. So going into 2021, having a new tackle will probably be a big thing for the Patriots. So I think you're sitting there going, so it could be linebacker, it could be defensive tackle, it could be offensive lineman. If those are the three areas that you identify as we need to... Address you don't take a guy because he can do one or two things really, really well. You take the best available player at that position. Agree or disagree.
0: I agree. I mean, I know Belichick's always kind of done that. and When we've looked at that, he always takes the best available person just in general, whoever he thinks well, is the best.
1: Whoever he thinks is the best based on a certain skill set. Right. Where I think what Lawrence is saying is is if thirty-one other teams have this guy as the number one or number two defensive tackle in the league, you're not looking for scheme fit. He, Belichick takes the best available player based on the scheme fit, based on fitting the Patriots. Yeah, that, and he's one of the only general managers that drafts like that in those first couple of rounds. Once you get to rounds three, four, five, and six, now you're just dra- You're drafting for scheme. You're dra- right. That's when you draft the guys. So Belichick is basically. From what I, it's been explained to me, has taken the same approach in the first round and the fifth round.
0: Yes, right.
1: Whereas most teams will take the best player available, will make this kid fit the system rather yeah. than he needs to come in fitting the system.
0: Yeah, that's exactly what I was just thinking. I mean, obviously, later on in the draft, you can be more selective in the fifth round. You take somebody because they have a specific skill set and they can do whatever it is you think that they can do within your scheme. But do you really want to pass up on somebody who's a better talent in the first round because you think that they're not as great of a fit for the scheme as somebody else's? I mean, if they're that good of a talent, why not draft the person, work with them and put them into the scheme You you know, I don't, I, I have to agree with what Lauren said there. It doesn't make much sense to, you know, shy away from somebody who could be more talented because you think somebody else who would go in a later round might fit your scheme better because they change things constantly as well. So I think they should draft whoever is just the most talented
1: guy. Well, let me give you a prime example the Jacksonville Jaguars. Yep. Tell me the odds that they don't draft Trevor
0: Lawrence.
1: 0%. Why?
0: Because they need a quarterback. He's supposed to be a generational quarterback. He's going to be hands down the best guy that's coming into the draft. You know, it it's a it's a perfect storm. He's the quarterback of the future. They need a quarterback. He's the best talent available.
1: So Please. you would you would say then if I asked you, you would tell me they're going to take him no matter what yes okay do you know who the coach is in jacksonville urban myers do you know what team urban myers coached last before uh he's from college ohio state maybe one of those teams. yes the ohio state buckeyes i believe he won a national championship with the ohio state buckeyes he was very successful i know that do you know who one of the top five, What one of the top school, do you know what school one of the top five quarterbacks comes from in this draft?
0: Justin Fields, also from Ohio State, also a quarterback.
1: Correct. Now, Justin Fields went to Ohio State the year after Urban Myers retired or stepped down. Okay. He's transferred from Georgia where he was in 2018. That being said, we do know that Urban Myers tried to recruit him in the first place. Why doesn't Urban Myers take Justin Fields, who would fit his system beautifully, because it's that Ohio State system? Trust me, the Ohio offense didn't change after Urban Myers. Right. Why doesn't he take him? Because Trevor Lawrence is the best available player, and that's who you pick.
0: Right. Yeah, absolutely.
1: Where in the past, I think what people are saying is Bill Belichick would take Justin Fields over Trevor Lawrence because... Justin Fields in this scenario would be the better fit for his system.
0: Right. And this is a thing, even like it kind of relates to Josh McDaniels, Cam Newton type thing. Like you have to adapt your playbook to the skill set of who you're drafting. And if they're that talented, it makes a lot more sense to draft the person and then figure out their strengths and go for it instead of just trying to take whoever it is and say, hey, this guy might not be as good, but he's going to fit the playbook that we already have. I mean, I don't think it makes that much sense to do it like that.
1: Now, that all being said, even with the whole Trevor Lawrence example, I think the only position, unless you're picking first overall on an almost guaranteed thing like Jacksonville is, unless you're in that position, the only position I'm not drafting a BPA and I'm looking for the guy who's going to fit. What I'm looking for is the quarterback position coming out of the draft.
0: Right. And Which, in that sense, that's only in the very top, like, uh, top 12, top 15. You know what I mean? Right. Basically where the Patriots are or, or before.
1: And that's why you could see a guy like Mac Jones go third overall to San Francisco. Yeah. Whereas people might be saying, Hey, Trey Lance and Justin Fields is more talented, but San Francisco may look at Mac Jones and say, that's the guy that's best for our system
0: right and it could just be the guy that they want because when you look at those everybody has all their different opinions some people tell you it's mac jones some will say it's justin fields some will say it's wilson that you you hear all differences of opinions and who knows who's going to end up being right so maybe john lynch out there is thinking you know i'm gonna go with whoever it might be that is the person who he believes is the best out of those three
1: so, yeah, so I th- what I, I think when they talk about different approaches, yes, he's going to be listening to his scouts, and I think he is going to take best available player or best player available, however you want to say it, rather than approaching the first and second rounds by scheme. He's going to right. approach it in... Here's the best available player. And hopefully his scouts are saying these are the best players available. Uh, So we did put out on Twitter and on YouTube today asking for any questions or comments that people may have uh, regarding this topic. And we did get some. A lot are similar. But before we do that, why don't we grab a couple from the chat, Connor, and then we'll go over to the YouTube and Twitter comments.
0: Yes, sir. We have a donation here from Ross. Thank you very much, sir. Appreciate it. He says, going to be on the road tonight, but still wanted to send my support to my boys, and we will be listening in the car. But now to my question. One, Shades and Boomer, now the dust has settled on free agency. What's your grade and any misses? I'm going to be honest, man. I give the Patriots and Bill Belichick an A. I really do not think they missed a single position. I think they obviously hit it tight end. I think they hit it. Uh, well, quarterback, I'll leave off to the side. I, I give them... Uh, we'll wait and see because I also want to see what they do in the draft. But offensive line, they hit wide receiver, they hit tight ends, they obviously hit pass rusher, run stuffer. Um, Nick Folk, you know what I mean? They brought people back. I don't think they missed on anything.
1: I'll disagree with you. I think they hit at quarterback in the sense of free agents because out of all the free agents available, Jameis Winston. Ryan Fitzpatrick, those kind of guys. There was none. There was no free agent I wanted over Cam Newton. And outside of Matthew Stafford, now after the dust has settled, because I was on the Jimmy Garoppolo train for a long time, but outside of Matthew Stafford, there was no quarterback available that I wanted the Patriots to trade for. Right. Marcus Mariota is still in the back of my mind. The elbow is obviously an issue. So I hit them on that. I I agree with you. I think if I was going to say a miss, Right now, maybe Nelson Aguilar is a little bit of an overpay. But if he gets 500 yards this season and takes the top off the defense and ends up with four, five, six touchdowns, then he's probably earning his keep. Right. If he ends up with eight touchdowns, he's probably an underpay. And if he gets 700, 800 yards based on how this offense is going to be, remembering that the Patriots aren't going to be airing the ball out all that much. So... I give them a. I give them an A minus, an A. I'm probably right around where you are. I don't hate any any of the moves they made. I was really. I think that when you look at positions like the offensive line, between trades and free agency, I give them an A plus plus if that's available. A wide receiver, I probably give them an A minus. A tight end, I give them an A plus. At defensive uh, on defense, a defensive tackle, I probably give them a B plus to an A minus linebacker bringing in uh kevin or kyle van noy and um
0: matt judon
1: matthew judon the guy that i was the most excited about i give them an a i look at hightower as a return and keeping him there i look at jalen mills as an a i'm still a little worried about the secondary and whether or not Stephon Gilmore goes because with Jason McCordy now gone if Gilmore does leave I think it makes us a little bit thin unless Belichick does have a plan going into the draft but overall I don't see a lot of misses maybe an overpay on Aguilar but everything else I think they hit out of the park
0: yeah abs- absolutely man that's that's exactly what I'm thinking it just really wasn't one of the off seasons where they had a lot of swings and misses
1: and just I just want to put out something here too Ross I hope you're on the road for something good tonight I hope that it's not your father-in-law i know that he's i I don't know if he took a turn for the worse or something else happened i know that he was he was back under so uh we are thinking about you here and we hope that he's okay absolutely man um we have one here from king cato aka
0: joe He says what if mcdaniel's slash belichick are stubborn again and the patriots don't change the playbook regardless of the quarterback that's actually a good question Um, I think that they'll at least change it somewhat, man. I don't think they're going to come out and be the exact same. I think they're going to have to bend and, and do more of what's going to help Cam Newton. Also, they're going to have the two tight ends now. I think we're going to see a totally different offense than we've seen, but that's a good question. I don't, I don't know if they're just going to try and keep doing the same exact thing.
1: I don't see it. I just can't see it. I can't see Belichick spending this kind of money. On the offense the way he did, I can't see them possibly trading up in the draft. I can't see them doing everything they did in this offseason and then turning around and not changing the offense. Yeah. So I think that when we look at the, I don't want to, I don't, I hate calling it excuses. When we look at the reasons or possible reasons that Cam Newton struggled last year, lack of weapons, Lack of time with the Patriots. I'm sort of putting Josh McDaniels in the same category as that. I'm putting Josh McDaniels in the category of lack of time with Cam Newton to be able to change the playbook. Lack of time to overhaul the whole system. I know that Jared Stidham is a bit of a mobile quarterback, but I don't believe that the Patriots were fully prepared to run the, I think they were more prepared to run the old system with Jared Stidham than they would have with Cam Newton. So I think that they have time to make those adjustments that they didn't have time. And I think not regularly practicing, not regularly having Cam Newton because of either COVID or shutdowns or anything of that nature it's really tough when your quarterback sometimes isn't even at the walkthrough for the game that he's going to start on Sunday because of protocols to start adding new plays. And when you're not getting those full repetitions. So I think that I'm going to give McDaniels the benefit of the doubt, the same way we're giving Cam Newton, the benefit of the doubt that he will change things if he doesn't then I'm putting it square on the shoulders of Bill Belichick, who as the head coach isn't doing what needs to be done in order to make sure that this offense is better.
0: Yeah, absolutely. And I I just think this is basically like a round two of last season. Like last season was just a wash, but now everybody's coming in with a second chance. Josh McDaniels has a second chance with better weapons. Cam Newton has a second chance with better weapons. They have a full offseason. They're going to play the preseason, it looks like everything's going to be how it was supposed to be. So last season was basically just practice, but now no excuses for anybody. Everybody's going to come out and put their best foot forward. And I agree. I'll give them the benefit of the doubt on that. All right. Uh, We got a, uh, another super chat here from love vibration nations. Thank you, sir. Says Reed Tyson and theorists on crafts, so-called diss on bb craft made billions buying companies restructuring like when he bought pats he's identifying a problem not person leadership not drama that's a very good point man i was saying that kind of yesterday i think the same thing i think he already talked to bill belichick said this is what i think has gone wrong the past couple seasons we haven't had the best drafts i want you to talk to the scouts more i think he basically just kind of told the media what he's already told bill i don't think this is like a behind the back type thing i think he's already talked to bill about it and then he just talked to the media pretty openly
1: i don't think that it was behind the back thing but i am a little bit more leaning as you know connor and anybody who's been listening to us the last couple of days i'm a little bit more leaning towards what tyson and the theorists are thinking than what you where you've taken a very optimistic approach to this i do believe there was an underlining message i do believe that it was unnecessary Again, even if it wasn't sending a message and showing leadership, he has stirred the hornet's nest and he would have known that that was what's going to happen and that I don't like that. That irritates me. But at the same time, I'm over it now. And I really tried to be objective last night, you know, when we were going through that, that whole thing. I don't think there's tension. I'm not going to say like other people where I think Bill Belichick is walking around stock mad, but I do think a message was sent and perhaps the message was received.
0: Right. Yeah, uh, that's that's a good point. Maybe Bill Belichick. You know, I don't think he's mad, but he he is thinking a little bit about it.
1: Okay, let's um, do one more, and then I will get to the uh, the, the questions asked on YouTube and Twitter today.
0: Okay, I'm going to go to Lawrence on this one. I see his name pop up here. Lawrence Owen says, R.A. Salvatore said Jimmy G should now be willing to swim around South America to get back to New England. LOL. That's a great way to end it. LOL. Uh, <laughs> I mean, yeah, after all the p- talent that they've put in this offense, if you were Jimmy G, how could you not want to swim from South America to play on this type of an offense, man? I mean, he has to be thinking pretty differently about it
1: than he was last season or before the offseason started. Well, not even just by the talent that they put around him, but the fact that it looks like San Francisco is most definitely going to be drafting a quarterback in the draft, which means they've already told Jimmy, hey, we're replacing you, if not this season, next season. Whereas if Jimmy Garoppolo could come to the Patriots in 2021, he could be immersed in the offense this year, next year, three years from now, four years from now. I think he's, what, only 30 years old? So. You're talking three, four, five years that they could hang on to him as a starting quarterback. I'm not getting into whether I want him on the Patriots or not because, frankly, I'm sick of talking about Jimmy Garoppolo. I think I've made my point clear over the last two weeks that I don't want Jimmy Garoppolo because of his injury history or the Patriots giving up too much draft capital for him when there are young quarterbacks available and at this point I don't see I see him as a better quarterback than Cam Newton but I don't see him as a better quarterback based on durability and the best durability is or the best ability is availability that's a Bill Belichick mantra and his availability concerns me now i do like the idea of having both of them on the team so that if you did start jimmy garoppolo and he goes down you have cam newton in the backfield i've also sprinkled the idea of playing a double quarterback system this year which by the way was one of our most disliked videos of all time. Uh, people did not agree with my dual quarterback theory
0: ben said it was stupid so
1: he did again and I uh, just that just from based on what you told me. So I would love to get on Dundero on kitchen again to discuss the dual quarterback. Yeah. Or have him on our show to discuss it because I think it really does work. I might reach out to uh, to Mark, right? Yes. Mark Dundero. I might reach out yes. to Mark and see if he will join the show. Uh, but yeah, that's how I the, it, it's. So yeah, Jimmy Garoppolo, obviously, he wants to be somewhere where he can play.
0: Right. Yeah, I, I I don't blame him. If I was Jimmy G, I would think that I could still play as well. And he might want to come out and prove to everyone that he can stay healthy and he's still a good quarterback, which if he stays healthy, he probably is.
1: Okay, so if we can clear this. So Ross, so on we on YouTube and Twitter today, we I put out the co- topic we were talking about. I asked for comments. I probably put it out very late because I didn't get a whole lot back. But Ross, Jack, and over on Twitter – Rap debates, all asked me the same question, just in different ways. How does the Panthers acquiring Sam Darnold affect the Patriots' chances of landing a quarterback? And Ross asked us, again, a similar question, thoughts and predictions. So when I think about that today, what I saw was, was an easier path for the Patriots if they were interested in one of those top five quarterbacks. I did at some point believe We could have seen Carolina trade up with the Atlanta Falcons or the Cincinnati Bengals to try to get one of those top fives. With them now there, I now see the Detroit Lions as a very viable spot for the Patriots to trade to. Again, there's wild cards. I'm going to back that up by a tweet that Mark Lynch sent me today, and it came from Brad Kelly, and it talked about the quarterbacks and where the Patriots sit at 15. So Jacksonville is going to... draft a quarterback they're going to draft trevor lawrence we assume at number two the jets are going to take zach wilson at number three they're going to take uh, san francisco is going to either take trey lance mac jones or justin fields now atlanta is the wild card to me and i've said that over and over again they are the definite wild card in my eyes if they take a quarterback that could complicate things for the patriots We've heard today they may believe in Matt Ryan. They may not believe in Matt Ryan. Yep. But if they don't and they believe in Matt Ryan, they take somebody else. Cincinnati won't take a quarterback. Tua won't take a quarter. Or Miami won't take a quarterback. Miami, yep. Detroit won't take a quarterback. Nope. Carolina won't take a quarterback. Nope, not That anymore. then brings us to Denver, who could take a quarterback. But yeah, that's still but not but that still leaves three or two quarterbacks available. So if they do take a quarterback, then there's either Trey Lance or Mac Jones available. That's who I assume, or Justin Fields. One of those three are going to still be available. Dallas probably won't take one. Yep. And then you got the Giants, and that's an iffy. Do they move on from Daniel Jones? Philly won't take one. L.A. won't take one. Minnesota, do they try to find Kirk Cousins' replacement? Possibly. I mean, if... If Trey Lance or Justin Fields is available at number 14, do they jump on it? Possibly. So if I'm the Patriots, I'm either thinking about trading up with Detroit or trading up with Carolina to get ahead of Denver and get my choice on one of the two remaining quarterbacks. If one of those guys are who I want, which is why I do not expect the Patriots to make a move until draft day. If they are going to trade up, I think they're going to wait and see What the top three guys do, what Jacksonville, New York, and I think more importantly, who San Francisco takes, that will leave two quarterbacks available. I think they call Atlanta, say, what are you doing? If Atlanta says we're thinking about taking a quarterback, I think Belichick tries to make a trade that they can't say no to to get to that number four to get their choice of quarterback. If Atlanta says, you know, we're going with an offensive lineman, I think they can go and then try to get ahead of Denver by trading with Carolina or Detroit and then get their choice of two quarterbacks if they believe in those quarterbacks. I think that if you don't see the Patriots trade up by Carolina, do not expect New England to draft a quarterback unless for some miracle, Mac Jones or Justin Fields. We've seen Justin Fields available at number 15. I think that's insane. But I think if he drops there, I could see Belichick letting him slip by and going for somebody else. Yeah, absolutely. I
0: I think what happened today with the Panthers only helps the Patriots' chances of moving up and getting a quarterback because this whole time we had the Panthers pegged as a guarantee to look for a quarterback at the number 7 spot. Um, I saw something today for Atlanta. One of the things I was reading saying they were interested in a quarterback and someone that's going to replace Matt Ryan. I also saw something two seconds later underneath that that said they're very interested in Kyle Pitts. So who, who knows? I look at them as as a wild card, but then there's that stretch there where it's like five, six, seven, eight, where it's people who definitely won't take a quarterback or are iffy. I think Bill Belichick, like you said, is going to sit around and kind of wait and see what happens, see who gets drafted, and if there's the guys that he's been really high on aren't there, I could see him sitting at fifteen or even moving back. I think if there's uh, the opportunity at seven, eight six seven eight even four whatever his guy's still there i could i could see bill belichick being just as aggressive as he wasn't free agency and going all out to move up and get whoever it is that's at the top of his
1: list i am seeing an insane amount of money being put into the super chats right now so let's go back to the chats and make sure we address these wow yes yes
0: sir i'll go to the first one i have here it's um chevy on productions thank you sir Thank Much you. appreciation, he says. Cam's decision making. Sorry, if
1: to- anybody didn't have to make a donation, <laughs> it was. Yes, I know, I know. I
0: was just, just going to say that. So,
1: thank you. Thank. Yeah,
0: ab- absolutely. We should be donating to him, man. Uh, Cam's decision making will have to improve in order to win, no matter what system Josh implements. He was awful behind the pocket post COVID. Let's hope that he pulls it together. If not, deuces. I couldn't agree more. If Cam Newton plays the exact same way that he played last season. Post COVID, because the first three games we've talked about a bunch of times, he was phenomenal in Seattle and he was good enough in Miami and the Raiders that if they have this type of a team, they're going to the playoffs for sure if he plays like that. But if he plays like he did the rest of the season, I I still think they improve, but we're going to be looking at a a 10 and 7 team and a team that's probably going to be fighting for a wild card and might not make it. So it kind of really does not matter unless Cam Newton makes that step forward.
1: I'm on the same page as both of you. I think from a talent perspective, throwing the ball at people's ankles and that kind of thing, you know, I think that was just a lack of confidence with Cam Newton, I think, again, post-COVID, because we weren't really seeing that pre so right. I'm willing to give him the better for the doubt, oh, but a hundred percent decision-making was a problem. And and when Lawrence broke down that film room, he he showed it, he wasn't picking up seven man blitzes. He, you know, I think about, I think it was the Raiders game. So this is pre COVID. So this is a perfect example. And this was a bad decision. And I think this is where Chevy is getting at. If you remember that it was a play that he had to, he had to get out of the pocket yeah. and he started screaming at Devin Asiasi to move up the field.
0: Yes, I do remember this play.
1: And then he, he, the, it wasn't there. The pass wasn't there, and then he made a pass. I think it ended up being intercepted.
0: It was, yeah, it was. And he tried.
1: He tried to make the toss, and it ended up being intercepted. The, the pass wasn't there. Assiassi yep. is in the spot that he wanted. Like that's at that point that Cam Newton needs to get rid of the football or turn up field and try to pick up a couple of yards. Mm-hmm. And we didn't. He didn't do that. So I agree a hundred percent. That's where he could get into trouble, especially yep. when plays break down. You need that decision making. Uh, You need that decision-making to be better.
0: Yeah, exactly. And That was kind of like the definition of what went wrong last season. It was like Devin Asiasi's not in the right spot. He's yelling at him to go upfield. He doesn't go upfield. Cam tries to throw it to him anyways and fit it into a, a window that's not there. They intercept the ball, and now they're in great field positioning. Just a total breakdown, and that kind of epitomized last season. All right, we have a massive donation here from Ryan Speller. Thank you very much, Mr. Speller. He says great content. Keep up the work, guys.
1: Thank you. This thank you, un- sir, man. Thank you. Listen, whether you donate a dollar to us or 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 this crazy amount of money in my eyes to us, like we just we really pre- we appreciate it. I know that we don't say it enough, but we we and we just say thank you because we're trying to move the show along. But we really appreciate that, guys. Like it's i'm sorry Abs- <laughs> yeah, absolutely speechless. man and it
0: it still blows my mind when people come out and say how much that they enjoy enjoy us coming on here every night and doing this man so i i really appreciate it
1: yeah it's uh it, it's still
0: it still amazes me
1: just the fact that you guys watch us i think blows our mind more than anything and then you got right. guys like like chevion who did all our graphics for us just because he believes in us, you know, right. and, and it's phenomenal. And Ross, who is always investing in us and offering research and McChicken, who's a guy and we get messages from people all the time and the Patreon subscribers. It's, it's just crazy. I don't want to turn this into to us gushing or saying thank you, but it really, you know, I I need to digress for one second if we can. Absolutely. When we left Sportscaster, we thought we were done. Right. We really did. We talked about it. We are going to try this YouTube thing out for a couple of months and see how it goes. And if it works, it works. If it doesn't, it doesn't. And you guys made it work, not us. I mean, I think we've changed a little bit as broadcasters or podcasters, whatever you want to call us. But you, you, the audience, is what made this work. You guys are phenomenal.
0: Absolutely, man. So shout out to Ryan. Thank you, man. I appreciate it. Going here from the hook, Mike, he says, Pats can very much trade up with Dallas at 10. That's a really good point too, but I think it's the Broncos at eight. The Broncos make me nervous because I feel like they might stay with Drew Locke, but they might not. And that's just an absolute coin flip because they could have their eyes set on a quarterback and the Patriots could miss out thinking that the Broncos are going to stick with Locke. I mean, with Locke. Um, I don't know. I don't know. I think yeah, Dallas would be a great spot because 10 should be a good, you know, a good pick and obviously Dallas isn't going to take a quarterback when they just paid Dak, it just wouldn't make sense.
1: Um 10 trading with Dallas would get you one of the top 5. Right. And you'd have to be comfortable. So, I think that if you get past Atlanta and you like the two quarterbacks available, I think that you don't move or you you try to go with Dallas because again New York could be a bit of a wild card so you want to get ahead of the Giants. I think though if Atlanta ends up taking a quarterback and there's only two left, let's say for argument's sake it's Mac Jones and Trey Lance and you are a Trey Lance guy or you or, you know Belichick wants Trey Lance not Mac Jones, then I think you need to get ahead of Denver. Right. If both those guys are available, then yes, you can let Denver have their pick. And if you like if they're both available and you like them both, you can let Denver have their pick trade up with Dallas won't cost you a ton is oh no, it'll cost you a ton, but won't cost you as much. You're only moving up five spots rather than going up to Atlanta or Cincinnati where you're moving up 10 to 11 spots and getting into a top five pick. That's when you're looking at, at the minimum two first round picks, probably three or two in a player. Uh, Dallas is good if that quarterback you want is available. Right.
0: And and that's the thing. It's just a very tough spot, but ten, fifteen 15 to 10, I feel like it's not going to cost them as much as if they're going to try and move up to Atlanta. That's going to be an arm and a leg at that point.
1: So Connor, keep an eye on the chat. I know there's more super chats rolling through right now and we yep. do want to get to the regular chat as well, uh, but sure. we do have to take a pause here because I do have to honor our sponsors. So we're going to take a quick little break here. You'll hear from our sponsors over at manscaped.com. Our sponsors over at the Rocky Mountain Barber Company. We're going to give you a little bit of a clip from our Patreon exclusive podcast last night, and we'll show you our merch store. So if you can clear the chat for me, Connor, we can get to break. Yes, sir. You can get your male hygiene and grooming tools and take care of everything below your belt from manscaped.com and use the promo code Ray and you'll save yourself 20% and get free international shipping. So take care of your boys and get all of your male hygiene and grooming tools at manscaped.com. podcast, you can head over to patreon.com slash DPN sports where Sunday through Thursday, Connor and I record a exclusive podcast for Deer Patch Nation loyalty club members. What do you think about that comment though?
0: I, I completely agree. I mean, he was, he was obviously fantastic First, the Seahawks. He looked like he was MVP style Cam Newton. He was very good versus Miami, the first game of the season. He ran the ball all over him, and in the second half of the Raiders game, he was also very good. So the first three weeks, I would have said Cam looked. He looked like he was legit, and then COVID and the whole thing and everything just completely unraveled. Also, I I think he has to take a lot of blame for it, but I I think he can he can definitely pull it off. I don't think it's out of the realm of possibilities that he's going to be legit.
1: Yeah, I think if we can see pre-COVID cam, then I do believe that that there's a good opportunity for him to be very successful uh, just with the tight ends. But that being said, I still believe it's going to be a very run-heavy game team. I don't think it's going to be on the shoulders of Cam Newton.
0: Right. No, I think they, they're going to play defense and run the football kind of like the 49ers did all the way to the Super Bowl with Jimmy G.
1: Yeah, I agree. Hey, what's going on, everybody? It's your boy, Ray. And if you would like to watch the rest of this stream, head on over to patreon.com slash DPN sports from Sunday to Thursday. Connor and I put out a second podcast exclusive to Patreon members and members of the Deer Pats nation loyalty club. It's only $5 a month. There's no tiers; Everybody gets the same stuff. Every two weeks, we do a live stream exclusively for Patreon members. Go check it out. Patreon.com slash DPN sports. Support Deer Pats nation in style by gearing yourself up with some DPN merchandise over at teesprings.com slash stores slash DPN. We have left the link in the description of this YouTube video and on the podcast. And we're back. Yes, we are. All right. Um, so I do want to get to some other stuff, but I think we need to honor all these super chats. So yes, sir.
0: I have one right here from Lawrence. Lawrence Owen. He says, sorry, Ray, I will
1: no longer bring up a certain QB. Thank you, Lawrence. I appreciate it. Anybody who doesn't know Lawrence Owen. He is our Patriots outsider every Sunday and Wednesday at 7 p.m. Eastern time. He also does film rooms for us here on the Deer Patch Nation channel. We will have a Kendrick Bourne film room being released this week that Lawrence is working on. You can also hear Lawrence, who is the voice, Connor, the voice of the professional basketball team. I think it's the Indy Express that's what it's called and it's in the it's uh so he's a play-by-play professional basketball guy and he also has his own channel called lawrence owen also colts law has his own podcast had a live stream today a little bit of a different look i'm going to check it out today he's got a merch shop as well so him and i are i'm sending him some Deer pats nation merch he's sending me some colts law merch i'm excited to uh get my hands on that stuff so make sure you go check out our boy lawrence owen you can also follow him on twitter if you look up lawrence owen he pops up Because I can't remember his I cannot remember his his handle at this Uh, very second Colt law or something similar to that. It's it's Colts law, but I don't want to. You know what? I'm going to look it up for everybody right now. There we go. We'll find out because Lawrence is that special to me. It's at Colts underscore law. There we go. Colts
0: underscore law. Give him a give him a follow. All right. Um let's see i think that was the last super chat we had if i missed one i was looking i don't think we did let us know i'll pull it up
1: all right so why don't you grab a couple of other comments and then i'll go back to the youtube and uh facebook questions or uh, youtube and twitter questions that we got
0: all right we have uh terrence gibson 33 here says draft kellen mond That's one we keep seeing. I think if the Patriots don't move up and draft the quarterback in the first round, we might see them draft Kellen Mond or somebody like that in the second or third round.
1: Yeah, I think the thing about Kellen Mond is that everybody will have to remember he's not like a week six ready guy. Kellen Mond will probably have to sit for a season, in my opinion, at least possibly two seasons, but probably one. I look at him more like a Jordan Love to play behind a quarterback. So as long as you're comfortable with Cam Newton being the starting quarterback this season, I'm more than, and I am because I've already looked at this season as if the Patriots do a playoff run or any sort of playoff run, I look at that as gravy on top of everything. I still have my expectations of about 10 wins maybe, right? Trying to be, maybe I'm being a little bit pessimistic. Maybe I'm a little bit jaded from last season. I don't know. I know Connor's ceiling is a little bit higher than mine, but you know, if they do make the playoffs, it's fine. I'm fine with it. I'm okay going with Cam Newton. I mean, listen, if they win 12 games because Cam Newton's a quarterback, that's the best time to be proved wrong. Right. I'd rather be proved wrong that way than say the Patriots are going to win 13 games and they win nine. Uh, not because I'm worried about my credibility because I don't have any. Um, I'm more worried just about the disappointment I would set myself up for. Yeah. But yeah, I like Kellen Mond, uh, especially if the Patriots are to go out and you know bring in a big defensive tackle or offensive lineman and set up for the this year and the future.
0: Yeah, no, I, I agree. Fortunately for me, too, we lost all credibility a few months ago, I think it was. Um, <laughs> but I, I, I agree. I think if the Patriots make the playoffs, it's all gravy. Kellen Mond, if they think that he could be the future, I know we keep saying that, but whatever Belichick thinks could be the future, play this year with Cam Newton as the starting quarterback. Get the guy who you think is going to set you up for the future going forward in 2022, 2023. And if they make the playoffs and have a deep playoff run, it's a
1: successful season. Okay, let's do one more, and then we'll get to uh, one of these questions here on YouTube.
0: All right, I'm going to bring this one up because I've seen this a lot on here, just in different variations. Uh, Tanner Matson says, could you see New England going after Teddy Bridgewater, or do you not think he would be any better than Cam? You nailed it on the head for me. I don't see Teddy Bridgewater being an upgrade to Cam Newton. I think they have similar styles. Cam's already familiar with the Patriots. I just don't see it being worth it. Teddy Bridgewater also scored a pretty big contract with them, so he's owed quite a bit of money. I, I just don't see the benefit of them going and getting him when they already have Cam.
1: Lawrence did a really good breakdown on Patriots Outsider yesterday, which made me think of things a little bit differently, and a couple of the different things he said was this. Uh, the first one being, when you look at a quarterback who's available making a trade, say, for Jimmy Garoppolo, because you're going to give up some draft capital. Do you like Jimmy Garoppolo more than Mac Jones? Do you like Jimmy Garoppolo more than Trey Lance? Do you like Mac Jones more than, or uh, do you like Jimmy Garoppolo more than Kellen Mond, that kind of thing? When I look at Teddy Bridgewater, I would rather go with Kellen Mond next year than go with Teddy Bridgewater next season. We already have Cam Newton. He's the only assets we're giving up is money and salary cap, and it's not a lot. So I don't have a problem with going with Cam Newton this year and, and, bridging for a kellen Mond or bringing in one of those top five if that's the direction the patriots go bringing in teddy bridgewater you're going to be bringing in some sort of you're going to be going to have some sort of draft capital even if it's a sixth round pick and i don't see him as an upgrade over cam newton
0: no that's that's the thing for me either i don't I just don't see it being an upgrade it's going to be more money it's going to take some sort of some sort of capital to get him it just doesn't make sense for for me at least
1: Like, I want to remind everybody that Carolina picked Sam Darnold over Teddy Bridgewater. And I'm not even trying to say it as a joke. Right. They looked at Teddy Bridgewater and said, we think we have a better chance to win with Sam Darnold as our quarterback. Which, by the way, I like the Sam Darnold trade to Carolina. I've been saying that he needs to go to a small market. That's been one of my big things that he needs to get out in new york he can't go to boston he can't go to la he needs to go somewhere where yes football is key but it's a small market he's not under the spotlight all the time and i think that carolina is a great spot for him so anthony caban i think that's his uh i said his last name correctly sent us this said hey ray If we weren't able to move up and draft a quarterback or get a quarterback at 15, what position would you like, Bill, to address in the draft? I'm hoping for a wide receiver or a coverage linebacker like Zavin Collins out of Tulsa. So I'll go first. I would prefer a beefy lineman, either a defensive lineman or an offensive lineman. Uh, a tackle on offense to replace Isaiah Wynn or Trent Brown next year, depending what direction you go, because both those guys will be free agents. I'm going to go under the assumption right now that both those guys maybe don't return to the Patriots. So you're going to have to replace your offensive lineman. So getting somebody this year who can step in and play tackle, or if you want, if there's a really good guard available, you can, you know, kick Mike on Winu over to the tackle position or go for one of those defensive tackles, maybe that kid out of Alabama, somebody who can really stop the run. But also one thing about the NFL today that the Patriots aren't doing that other teams do, you see it a lot in LA with Donald there, is getting pressure up the middle. It's one thing to get pressure from the edge and and pressure from the linebackers, but having a defensive lineman who can dominate the offensive line and get pressure on your quarterback, we saw Adam Butler do it a little bit last year, but not the way I really wanted it. Right now, the Patriots defensive lines, in my opinion, is really set up to stop the run, which is important because the Patriots weren't stopping the run last year, but the Patriots also weren't great at pressuring the quarterback, so I'd love to see them maybe get a defensive lineman who could if they don't get one of those quarterbacks. Again, then take a uh, Kellen Mond In the second round, not a fan of Kyle Trask.
0: Right. And it's hard for me because before free agency, I thought they had a ton of holes to fill. But now I'm thinking if they don't get a quarterback, I'd like to see them just get whoever the best person available is. Um, Maybe Beeka Parsons is somehow still there. Kyle Pitts is still there. You know, maybe Jalen Waddell is still there. So I would be open to them taking a number of people. I think the biggest hole for them to fill is quarterback. But if quarterbacks not going to be there, then I would be happy if they were to go out there and get any of those guys. Um, it, it, it doesn't even matter to me. Any Anybody who's very talented and is going to help out the team for the long run. Uh, I'm all for it. I just think the biggest hole in that first round is, is quarterback now.
1: And then we got one more from Ross here. He says, top three holes are depth piece positions you want from the draft other than a quarterback. And we sort of just addressed it. So for me, mm-hmm. I have four. I have a tough time making it three because I'll, so I'm gonna give my four and you guys can decide what are my top three. But defensive lineman and offensive linemen, for the reasons I just gave. Yep. Linebacker is one again getting Amika Parsons, Dante Hightower. Maybe one two seasons left before he's probably gonna retire or Bill Belichick moves on from him. We know he'll move older players, so definitely somebody who can replace him. They can't just go forward with Jawan Bentley. Guys like Kyle Van Noy aren't going to be around forever. He's on a one year deal. If he has a really good season, he's probably going to go sign for a fortune somewhere else next season because that's what guys do. We saw Jamie Collins come back, kiss up, you know, kiss and make up with Bill Belichick and sign a big contract in Detroit. Yeah. So we definitely address that linebacker position. And I think they also need to address the second cornerback uh, position, cornerback or safety. Devin McCourty is going to be a free agent after this year. Possibility he retires. He's getting older. Jason's gone. JC Jackson's gonna want big money after next year. They just tagged him, unless they franchise tag him. Let's see what happens with Stefan Gilmore. We still don't know what's happening with him. Again, that's a wild card of what's going to happen with depth. Maybe they give him a two year deal where he's out next year. We don't know. We got Jalen Mills, we got Juwan Bentley. Or we got Jalen Mills, we got Kyle Duggar, we got Juwan Williams, so we have some depth pieces, Jonathan Jones, so we have some good young pieces there, JC Jackson, obviously, but if you could take your future number one cornerback, that's another piece I'd love to address.
0: Yeah, I agree. I I have two, one being the offensive line, the second one being the defensive line, if they're looking for depth pieces. Um, I know they went out and they signed uh, Gotchen and Anderson. They've signed them to shorter deals, I think two-year deals. So they're going to need somebody who can come up on the line and be a run-stuffer. Offensive line, obviously, Isaiah Wynn's probably going to be gone. Trent Brown's back for a one-year deal stint with the team he might be leaving as well so I'd like to see them build the offensive lineup and the defensive lineup outside of that I'm gonna go right back to what I said earlier and just wherever Belichick thinks the depth is needed if he wants to go for a wide receiver a corner a linebacker whoever it might be I think the the two most prevalent are offensive line defensive line and then after that I mean possibly even running back I think sony michelle might be gone after next year james white will probably be gone after next year damian harris i think will obviously still be around but this is a two to three running back team most teams are these days
1: yeah absolutely all right we got about six minutes here when we go back to the chat connor
0: yes sir all right we got one here from dennis he said who do you guys want the patriots to take round one personally uh, Personally, love the idea of field slash Lance. And if not them, I like horn. You want to go first? Personally, man, it's hard for me to say, because obviously I don't watch a lot of college. I do want them to take a quarterback, which one. I don't have like a, a personal preference. Um, I know it's obviously between a couple of them and the the little that I've heard and the little that I've seen, I'd say Lance but it's hard for me to say because I, I'm not that familiar with college. But I will tell you, I want to see them take a quarterback in the first round.
1: And if not a quarterback, are you looking at Mika Parsons?
0: I'm looking at Mika Parsons. I'm looking at Pitts. I'm looking at Waddle. I'm looking at one of those like guys that could be an absolute star.
1: So I would prefer Trey Lance over Justin Fields even though he had a really great pro day. I think I'm at a point now that I can't even warm up to the idea of Justin Fields because I've said some not bad things, but I've said so many times I don't trust him to be the starting quarterback. I almost feel I painted myself into the corner. What I will say is I will I will fanboy out and and you know homer up if they do draft Justin Fields and I will tell you guys everything he does really well because he did have good moments. He wasn't a terrible quarterback at at Ohio state. I just don't trust Ohio state quarterbacks and I am an Ohio state fan, uh, but I'd prefer Trey Lance. But again, if we get either of those two, I'd be excited moving forward. Uh, I like horn. As I said, my two depth pieces yep. are linebacker or a secondary. And JC horn is, is one guy on my radar of if you're going to take him, I think he's best corner in the draft. That could be that big depth piece. He also could be the guide to make you comfortable enough to move on from either Stefan Gilmore or another JC, and not spelt the same, but a different JC, if the Patriots so didn't want to give him a big contract next year and wanted to stick with Stephon Gilmore, I think that he could fit in perfectly under that JC Jackson role and eventually move into that number one. Again, and I'm a big Mika Parsons fan as well, so... Yeah, I, I think I don't think you can go wrong. E- any of the names that we just said, I don't think you can go wrong. I don't think Kyle Pitts is coming anywhere close to falling to 15, and I don't think the Patriots are trading up for Kyle Pitts unless right, there's right. no quarterbacks available, and they trade up with Dallas maybe to number 10 for Pitts. But still, I saw that in one of the mock drafts, and still I see that as a very slim possibility of that happening and frankly i just don't think he's gonna be available waddle could be available i don't think Devonte smith is gonna fall there but for me if one of those guys aren't available yeah i would love jc horn i would love mika parsons i would love a big defensive tackle i would love a big offensive lineman i
0: think they're gonna be they're gonna be good with whoever they get in the first round this season regardless but be be interesting to see obviously uh ricardo here shout out Thank you very much. says, if we pick at four, who would you pick between Fields, Lance or Jones? Or do you think we pull a surprise like Pitts? Um, So we were kind of just talking about, I I think that if they move up to four, they're 100% taking a quarterback. And I think they're going for either Fields or Lance at that point. I don't know if Jones is going to, they're going to have to move all the way up to four to grab Jones, but.
1: Yeah, your boy Mike put that um, out the other day too, that he um, said.
0: What? Oh, my, Mike Maggs? Yeah. Oh, he put, okay. that, he,
1: he put that out on Twitter the other day, too, that he could see the Patriots trading up to four or five and taking Kyle Pitts and shocking everybody. I don't think it's happening. I'm on the same line as you. I think if you're trading up to fourth or fifth, you're trading up to fourth or fifth to draft a quarterback. I don't 100%. see a situation yeah. that you're trading up for Kyle Pitts, especially considering you just signed Jonu Smith and Hunter Henry. I know that I've said I see him as a wide receiver, not a tight end. Do you bring him in to be your third tight end and just have the a triple-headed monster? You know, I a see, three-headed yeah, I... monster rather than a two-headed monster? I just don't see the Patriots doing that. And as for Fields, Lance, or Jones, again, Trey Lance is my guy. I would probably put Justin Fields as my second and, and Mac Jones as my three.
0: Yes, sir. Shout-out to Matthew Parker here. No comment, just a donation. Thank you, sir. Let's see. We had another one that just came in. It is. Chad is bumping tonight. One from Love Vibration Nation. Thank you, sir. Says Cam is starting. We need a veteran backup that can win some games just in case. In my opinion, Stidham, a rookie, isn't that guy need depth. Um, I think that the rookie could potentially be that guy. Maybe not this season they're going to come in and be prepared to play just like that. But I think it would be – I would feel very comfortable with it being Cam Newton, a rookie, and then Stidham being the third guy if they decide to go with three quarterbacks.
1: It would all depend when you need to bring in the rookie. Mac Jones, I believe, is probably NFL ready. The three quarterbacks I see as NFL ready is Trevor Lawrence, Zach Wilson, and Mac Jones, which is why there's a lot of people who believe San Francisco is drafting Mac Jones, hoping that he beats out Jimmy Garoppolo during training camp. Right. If you go with Justin Fields or Trey Lance, I think that those both, both those guys could start in their first year in the NFL, but like week six. So I think if you're comfortable thinking all we need is Cam Newton to get us to week six, then you have that possibility of of bringing in Trey Lance or Justin Fields to start the rest of the season. Very much like we saw in Miami last season between Fitzpatrick and Tua But I will point out that that didn't work very well for Miami to look great his first game. And then things kind of went downhill from there. And there was a lot of Dolphin fans calling for Fitzpatrick to be back. Right. So, And the other thing, too, is with the veterans available, they're not there. Again, I think if you're going to make that move and you're going to carry three quarterbacks, Cam, a veteran, and a rookie that gets rid of Jarrett Stidham. And I think you have to make the move for Marcus Mariota. I think that at this point, that's the only move you can make is your backup.
0: Yeah. O- outside of Marcus Mariota. I, I don't, I don't know if it would be worth it to spend either draft capital or any cap space on getting somebody who's going to play behind cam as a veteran.
1: Well, I want to look at Teddy Bridgewater for a second and look at his contract. And it's see like what, 20 million. I feel like, but I want to see what his dead cap looks like to see if, Carolina could redo a restructure and then a trade. Possibly, they cannot. So he's a no. dead cap hit of twenty million this year. Ugh. So it won't be till twenty twenty two that that's available. Odds are Teddy Bridgewater will probably be on the Carolina Panthers this season.
0: Yep. Woof. Woof for them. That's all I have to say on that one.
1: <laughs> and the Patriots would have to clear cap space to bring on Teddy Bridgewater.
0: Yep. All right, we got another one uh, donation here from The Hook. Mike, thank you, sir. He says, why do you have so much confidence in QB who played one game in the last 385 days compared to Fields who went to
1: a natty? Why do I have more confidence in Trey Lance than Justin Fields? Because I've watched Justin Fields a lot. I've also been highly disappointed in Ohio State quarterbacks who have come out of the draft. Now, perhaps that's on me. Perhaps that's not fair to Fields being compared to other Ohio State quarterbacks. There was a lot of people who were high on Dwayne Haskins like they are high on Justin Fields, and we saw what Dwayne Haskins turned into. That being said, Dwayne Haskins had character issues. Justin Fields does not. But here's what I can tell you watching every single Ohio state game this season. There were throws that Justin Fields made that his receivers made phenomenal catches. And when I say, I know that happens every game to every quarterback, but it happened a lot. Even if you look at the game against Clemson in the playoffs, three of their touchdowns were balls thrown behind their receivers were in the air. They turned around and caught the football. They were phenomenal catches. And what we saw against Alabama was an Ohio State team that probably was or going to lose, but were hanging with Alabama until Trey Sermon got hurt. And then you kind of saw things trailing off for them after that and then it became a show it just became an s show after that and i was here live with you and tyson watching that game just getting more and more depressed as that game went on and if you watched ohio's football all year trey sermon was a huge part of it and justin fields only played what eight games this year So, I get what you're saying, but it's not like he had a full roster of Big Ten games and then the playoffs and then the national championship. Now, maybe there's Ohio State fans out there that see different than I do. You know, maybe they're out there. But I also know that I also know that there's Ohio State fans just like. Patriot fans who overvalue every player that walks on that team. If you want to talk about any Ohio State defensive player, 100%. 100%. 100%. But that, and when it's a whole body of work, and I'm seeing some of the comments, Trey Lance played one game, yet you like him more than Fields. Yeah, because I went and watched what Trey Lance did. And I watched everything that Justin Fields did. I don't like Justin Fields' game. I think there's a lot. What's that? I
0: also just want to say that you can say the same thing about Rob Gronkowski. In what sense? Rob Gronkowski barely played before he was drafted.
1: Oh, yeah. He missed his entire, almost his entire senior season, right? At at Arizona. Yes. So I can only base it on what I've seen. So, I mean, at the end of the day, if we had this podcast in the year 2000, and I was saying, go check out this Michigan quarterback, Tom Brady, and this, cause, cause whatever his name is from San Francisco, isn't going to be a thing. He's going to be awful. You know what I said? Oh, how could you say that? Yeah. hundred percent. hundred percent. You know, but that's where we're at. And. I don't know. So when I just, when I look at it, when I look at what I seen in Justin Fields, I'll be honest with you guys. There's a question that just keeps rolling and rolling and rolling through my head. And it's when I look at Justin Fields game, when I look at the NFL, tell me about those Patriots.
0: They're going to be legit regardless. Because I think the purpose of,